everybody um oh i guess i they're rating you so i can't see that chat because i'm not on multi-stream but hi, hi everybody, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello, raiders. hello raiders we got the amazing david blue yeah stargirt universe <laughs> how are you i am hot but good how are you <laughs> Good, good. Are you keeping safe away from all the all the the craziness of the upside down world that we're living in right now? I don't know anymore. Am I? I can't. It's been so long. Did we ever actually exist as regular human beings, or has it always been this way? I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, Felicia. Nice to see you. Hi, Felicia. I just emailed you like twenty minutes ago. That's so funny. Yay! So, what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Oh my God! Um, you mean saving um, the world? Yeah, you know me. Um, no, the the regular quarantine of it all, of course. But also, I teach and coach. I've been doing a lot of that. Been writing, producing, a little bit of acting, a lot of voiceover auditions because there haven't been a lot of on camera auditions at all. Yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? A lot of Twitch. A I'm lot new of to Twitch. Twitch. A Just lot of Twitch. Five six months ago, how long have you been doing Twitch? But probably about the same. You were my first raid. You you oh, you, pop, you pop my raid cherry. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks You're welcome. For having us. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. When you said that, I remember you saying that. I thought you were just making a joke. I didn't realize I actually was your first raid. Yes, totally. Because everyone's like, David is on right now, and and let's go over. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. So it was literally the chat that said, okay, this is how it goes down. I'm like, okay, teach me the ways. And so uh, so we came in to visit you. Oh, you know what? I just realized I'm gonna, this is totally like twitching on the fly. Twitching? Twitching doing, on the fly. Doing Twitch on the fly. Um, should we, see they can see us both here, but I'm gonna put your Twitch name, uh, which is just your name, right? Ooh, I hope so. I think I still go by that. Gigi Edgley, or as they say in a million auditions that I've been into, Guy Guy Egley. What? Yes, it's true. So uh, right. when I first moved to Los Angeles, everyone seems to have a bit of a challenge saying Gigi Edgley. Uh, and so I was sitting in the, in the waiting room, nervous as all heck, 
and you know going over the lines in my in my little brain and this lady comes out and she's like guy guy eggly and I was like huh who is that and then I kind of put and then I saw like she was holding my headshot I'm like oh that's me I'm guy guy <laughs> let's see I'm trying to think of the weirdest things that I have been some good audition all. stories hey I want to know how tell me your you are amazing you must have luck just surrounding your universe because what a beautiful career that you've had like how do you go you started in theater yeah that's incredibly nice of you to say and can you please tell everyone in the industry that that's the case i'm looking through imdb i'm like this is amazing i need to i need to step it up a notch or several notches (laughs) you know i don't know if you feel this way um sorry i'm putting your name up as we talk that's right professional um i don't know if you feel this way but there comes a point when you've been doing this long enough where you forget how much you've done. Like you forget that you've worked a lot. You forget that there's been a bunch of anything. It's just really, really crazy. So, oh, that looks terrible. It's a horrible font. Don't ever use <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, do, do I look that bad? Oh, no, okay. It's, it's terrible font. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry. You. I'll just, I'll just go over here. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good font for your name, and it's not working out for me at all. That Our is terrible. You look horrible. Um, but when you, you came... do so much that when you look back, like to this day, people will say, I loved you in blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, shit, I was in that. Like, I completely yeah. forget what I've even done. Yeah, because we still wake up in the morning, you know, brush your teeth, look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know, what's what's on the agenda for today? You know, yeah, what's, what's going to be now. happening today? And then you forget that we've been so blessed through our journey to have these amazing job, work with so, so many talented cast and crew. We've been very, very fortunate, but you're right, you do kind of lose touch a bit, I guess. If you were to go into, to go back to any characters that you've played, who would be the one character that you'd want to bring back to life? Well, first of all, none <laughs> no of them pressure. are dead. None Only of them one. have been murdered that well, I'm Well, you know, of. bring back to the, the screen. Um, God, I cannot find a good font. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, trying to fa- make your name look cool, and I'm just failing. You know, that's really tough because, and I know this sounds like a cop-out, but I liked every character for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I would, of course, every one of us from SGU, I'm going to pick a font and just be done with it. Um, <laughs> every one of us from SGU would go back and do it in a second. I'm sure you probably feel that maybe yes. the same way for Farscape. And, and the same thing for most of the shows. I would love to do... Uh, I missed Cliff from Ugly Betty. I miss, I definitely miss Logan from Moonlight because I didn't get to play him as much as I would have liked. Um, that's fine. I'm just gonna use that font. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't know. They all they all have special places in my heart and for different reasons, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know. Um, so in a weird way, it's it's a hard choice. Uh, how about you? I know we're both going to interview each other. This is going to yes, be yes. Do it. It's an interview showdown. Uh, so, uh, well, there has been serious talks of Farscape coming back, and I'm like, I'm I can't take it anymore. I'm like, can you just hurry up? All of us are getting fat and old and dying, <laughs> like literally, and having babies and all sorts. But last year was the 20th anniversary for That's nuts. Farscape, which is seriously insane. And we did uh, all these cool uh, panels. We had Brian Henson and the creator, Rockney S. O'Bannon, 
uh, at San Diego Comic Con and at Dragon Con and at WinterCon in New York. And they wow. officially announced, like Brian and Rockney, that they have written another series and they wanted to shoot it this year in Australia with original cast members. That's insane. Like, Hurry up! Hurry up! What do you do? Chiana comes on with a walker. <laughs> now, had they, had they contacted you first before they said that? Uh, there was, yes, there was contact before and they said, listen, you know, where are you at in life and what's going down? And, and I'm like, oh, what's all this about? And there was sort of a bit of sniffing around. And then I said, well, guys, if you're really, uh, you know, looking to get build some enthusiasm and stuff, you should come on the, the Comic-Con circuit. So I literally dragged them to San Diego Comic-Con and Dragon Con and they also uh, met us in the, the New York one as well. But it wasn't until... Like I, I was on the phone to Brian because we, you know, good mates, and I'm like, listen, Brian, this is the way you do it. You got to get amongst the fans and get them all excited because they just re-released it on Amazon, and right. they're watching the numbers. And a lot of people don't know, you know, there's so much to watch nowadays. So I'm going, let's go out and promote the, the dren out of it and get it out there again. So, and then, and then the world shut down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, I don't know, it sounds like you kind of deal with the same stuff that we do in a, in a nice way, where people will, you'll hear a rumor, or, or somebody will come up to you and be like, so are you going to be in it? And you're like, I, what? Do you, be in what? What am I yes. going to be in? And they're like, they're bringing it back. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, I, you huh? literally don't even know if you would be included in the conversation. I know. <laughs> no, well, at, on, on, um, so we, uh, so, both Rockney and Ben Browder, who's the lead of the show, Ben, the creator, good old, you know, good old Ben. So they are both huge fans of uh, Rick and Morty, you know, and Justin. As they Royland, should be. Right. So uh, I'd collided with those guys. I'd actually sent Justin a, a stupid tweet one day saying, uh, with the cat filing its nails, because he had had. Virginia, who played Zan, and Aaron, uh, Claudia Black, who played Aaron, mm -hmm. uh, and he had had them in Rick and Morty. So I was like, okay, when's it my turn? Ha ha. And I just sent it off, not thinking anything of it. And then it was around oh, months, months after. It was actually on Christmas Day. And for, randomly, I was like, oh, Twitter's, Twitter has messenger, messages. I had never really sort of looked into it before. And I opened up the messages. So he had sent a message like within minutes after I posted that. And now it was like months since I'd responded. So I just look mm -hmm. like a dick. <laughs> Gotta love and the DM. Christmas day. And I'm like, I said to my guy, I'm going to call him. He goes, it's Christmas day. You can't call Justin on Christmas day. I'm like, I can. I'm going to do it right yeah, now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. I was like, you're not going to believe this, but I just found your message then. He's like, mm-hmm, you know. And so, uh, oh man, I would, as, so because of this connection, um, we kept having text messages back and forward saying, let's hang out, let's w work on something, you know, as you do. And then San Diego Comic Con happened and they had this ridiculously over the top boat party. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we went, the, we went the first year and I was very pregnant with my little girl. Uh, and then because we went that year, we also were invited to the next year and the next year was last year. And that's when we, I had all the Farscape guys and the Farscape guys go, oh, oh, I'd love to go to meet them. I'm like, come on. So we all collided on the boat. Yeah, why did I skip Comic-Con yes, that year? Yes, <laughs> it was so much fun, but we had all the gang there. It was lots and lots of fun. So 
Wait, so you do lots of video games, right? I Voices do, real video fast, games? to back up really fast. You know what's funny is I've been a Rick and Morty fan for a while, and I don't even know when it was. It was probably like four years ago. Out of nowhere, I saw Justin started following me on Twitter, and I've never met him, but he follows me now, so I followed him back, and I love the show. I don't know the guy, but he follows me, and I'm always like, when am I going to get that tweet that's like, it's time, we're bringing you in, you know? Like, I want to be on it. I've never auditioned for Rick and Morty. I do a lot of voiceover auditions. Never once, Rick and Morty, ever. Or even, uh, I think I auditioned for their new one, Solar Opposites. I think I auditioned oh. for the pilot, but I don't remember. But that wasn't because of Justin, that was just through my voiceover agent. Really weird. Sorry. So what, so the, well, okay, so next year, we've got to go back to the party, right? to that to that random boat party. That's the best time. There we go. Have a nice I'm not even going to be invited. I'm just going to scuba up to it and climb, <laughs> really. You abseil up the top. <laughs> uh, but it was on that boat at the boat party. So it was random enough that we were on a boat at San Diego Comic Con with all these amazing, this amazing crew, you know, people that we love and admire. You, you know how you find yourself in those awesome situations. And then the creator turned around to me and he said, do you want to know? Tiana's arc for the new series and I was what? like what did you say what I was like uh is this some kind of ridiculous joke he's like no do you want to know it I was like yes so I and my friend I had a friend there uh the next day and I went up to him and I said this did happen right I didn't make this up in my brain in my imaginings and he's like I was there he totally yes he told you your arc and I was like oh, it's happening and and so it's it was it was as official as it could be until the earth decided to turn inside out yeah until that little <laughs> tiny moment wait out of curiosity um by the way I should warn you I didn't think to do this uh -oh. um so you're aware um I have gift bot on my stream now which essentially is they can trigger random gifts for cheering different amounts. Oh. So if you hear weird sound effects, I'm sorry, they're just being rambunctious in my, my chat. What do you, wait, what do you get? What do they get? What happens? Um, I will have to send Fierce Kittens over to you. She designed this program oh. and it, it works in conjunction with your stream where if somebody cheers a set amount, it triggers a GIF that you have uploaded. So I have Ooh. about a hundred different GIFs for different amounts that they can do and it will set it off on my stream over the video. Yes. Someone just did one just now. Thanks, Sudi. Thanks for the demonstration. Um, oh, wow. It does not work well with the green screen. Good to know. Um, so just a, just a warning. But out of curiosity, are you, I know you're excited at the prospect of doing it again. Did you like, without spoiling anything, what he said was your art? Yes. Ooh, yes. so cool. I loved it. I loved it. I was having an out-of-body experience when he, was talking to me because I was literally going, is this real? Because I, I've been literally doing these comic cons. I, you guys are my family. I've, I know and love all of the comic con world just as much as my, my peeps at home, you know? And yeah. I've even bought family members to comic cons and, and people come up and say intricate details about my life. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it is one big, beautiful family. So to go back to, to go back to you know celebrate Farscape again it happened so after it got cancelled the first time uh and I'd literally seen the ship ripped up and you know what it's like you that's the worst feeling isn't it's, it it's 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 devastating it's heartbreaking plus we were both super young too well I was a, I was like 22 and it's that's your that's your mothership you know that's what that's been your life for however many yeah. years 
and she it's quite devastating and uh it was about a five-year uh run so then we went on a comic con circuit and all the fans were like we're gonna get it back we're gonna bring it back and i was like guys i love you you're amazing but not to be it's not gonna happen i've seen the ship destroyed and put in a dump truck kind of thing and they're like no 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 we'll bring it back i was like okay that would be amazing so sure enough it was the pure love and adoration of the fans that brought it back. So I'm like, if we can do it once. <laughs> That's amazing to me because we had, uh, so I was on this show called Moonlight, which was like a vampire show on CBS. With Alex? Yeah, with Alex. Oh, uh, Alex, yes. Oh, God bless Alex. Um, God. The, I'll tell you a story about the Tell me some stories. Um, but I, we were on that and it was canceled. And there was a lot of fan outcry who had, they wanted it back, you know, but... The problem is they had just canceled this other show called Jericho. Yes. And there was a huge fan outcry. They said, we want it back, we want it back, we want it back. So they brought it back and no one watched it. So they finally canceled it. And then right then, Moonlight was canceled. So they're like, bring it back, bring it back. And the studios did not trust that the fans would be there, even though they were mad it was canceled. So they didn't bother. But what's funny is in hindsight, I think we had, I could be wrong, but I think our final episode of Moonlight, we had like 15 million viewers. Whoa. But back then, that was considered a bomb. And like nowadays, that would be the biggest hit on television. Yeah. And I think at the time, they were thinking of moving it to a network that it would have been a huge hit too. It's just, they were afraid to bring anything back, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we were kind of doomed. Um, side note, meeting Alex, I did one episode, my first episode, I never met him because it was just me in my bedroom as my character. but. <laughs> My second episode, uh, I had seen a couple episodes of the show after I got it, and he looked really cool. And I was like, "Oh, here's this nice older guy." Oh and no! No, I'm not going to bother him. And and he was not really talking to me much. And we shot like most of the scene, and then he mentioned a video game, and I said, "Oh, you mean this thing?" And he went, "You like games?" And we started talking, and realized we're not that far off in age from each other. He just is older than he looks and I'm younger than I look. So we both thought we were very far apart from each other. So we immediately bonded after that and became oh, friends. Good. I was like, no. He's a great guy. So cool. Yes. I remember because he, it's really cool when you see your mates succeed in this business. Cause you know, it's a challenging beast, isn't it? And yeah. especially coming from Australia, cause quite often in Australia, you know, we'll be on set and we'll be like, oh, you, did you hear? You know, Jack just went over. Oh, how's he going? You know, oh, yeah, he saw an agent. He got an audition, you know, like this. But it's like, do you think he'll make it? And then, you know, they either end up, you know, homeless crying on the street or oh, on a bloody billboard. You know, L.A. does that to you. You're like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, when I first moved out here, because uh, I came from theater school or acting school, but it was mostly based around theater. And nobody from my town where I was living really ever came to LA and became a TV film actor. Nowadays, like half the damn school does, but I, I knew one person when I moved to this city. It was just, a, it was like, might as well have been going to Mars. It was not a thing you do. I'm assuming it's like what you just said, where you're like, yeah. they're going, what? Yeah. How is it possible? Did they make it? Are they, yeah. they come back? Are they, because so many people, you know, like even my dad said, oh, sheesh, you know, what, what are you doing over there? You know, you could come back, you could be on Home and Away, you could be successful like Rebecca Gibney, you know. If you want to be a Nicole Kidman, you've got to stand up straight. You're not going to be a, a famous person if you look like a banana. Like, I was like, good tips, Dad. <laughs> yeah, I think, let's see. My parents are wonderfully supportive in that they say, 
we always knew you'd make it and I love them for it. Um, they also were the first ones when I told them I was studying acting in college and was thinking of dropping my computer science double major. They immediately went, what's your backup plan? Um, but it's funny how when you don't have that, that touchstone, that experience, when I was going to college in Florida, they were shooting a movie and my dad knew like the producer somehow from like yeah. childhood. And he said, call them, call them, get, get a role in the movie. And I was like, okay, that's how it works, I guess. And I picked up the phone and I dialed the producer and I'm like, hi, I'm friends with blah, blah, blah. Uh, I want to come in and be in your movie. And he went, okay, well, since you're friends with him, so what's your military experience? And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm 18. I am in college. And he's like, oh, this is a military movie. I'm like, oh, I'm wasting your time. I'm sorry. Like, I just hung up the phone. I had no idea how any of this crap works. You don't know until you're in it. And especially until you're in, you know, there's great opportunities in, in small markets, like for the for the um, Bicor people, like the occasional movie here or there. But when you're in a major market like L.A., New York, Vancouver, Toronto, even nowadays, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, it's a whole different beast. You have to learn. Otherwise, it's like you might as well say you should be a billionaire. OK, yeah. how? <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> That's like when I got cast as a quantum physicist. I'm like, I can't even say the title. <laughs> a what? <laughs> OK, just look like you know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh. Nice. Nice. What's your, what is your favorite role that you've done that not a lot of people have seen? We did this uh, very interesting. Oh, actually. Oh, this. I'm like, well, there's this one and this one and this one and this one. Nice. There's been what? a lot of people I haven't seen. Um, Oh, there was a really amazing. There was a really amazing film we we tried to pitch. It was called Twisted Sister, and it was about a sister that was a cool rock goddess, like a rock star. She had a one-hit wonder, and her sister had spina bifida, uh, and they. It was a really funny, comical, light-hearted, dark comedy. You know what I mean? It sort of just skimmed, and it was really beautiful, beautifully written. And it was actually by one of the Farscape writers. And we okay. shot, shot a trailer and we tried to get it up and everything. And, and I said to the, the creators, I was like, oh, so I'm the, the hot rock goddess. And they're like, no, 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 we, we'd like you to play the other role. And I was like, whoa, that's it. That's a big, that's a big adventure. So the study that I did for that and going to hang out with amazing people, you know, that have lived this life and it was, it, that's one, one of the many things I love about our job is that when I get, get, a, get a role, I will contact anyone that's in that profession. I will contact anyone that, you know, as, as close as I can get to the person that's lived that life. Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, when I did a, uh, got signed up for a movie and she was a law student. So I, I, signed, I, I contacted the University of Sydney and said, can I come in and sit on some, sit in on some lessons? So I got all these free lessons about law. Wow. I was like, huh? <laughs> Nicely done. But as Wait a minute, as can I we think, just do that if we're not in a role? Like, hey, I need- I, Maybe we can. Master's just act, level psychology. Act like, you're, act like you're in a role. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is uh, so I, we, we and we tried to pitch it and it never got anywhere. But it was very, it was comical and beautiful and it had a really good little story behind it. But the funny thing is, is that when I'm not in um, acting, like you know, acting, being reacting on a set, 
I'm the worst actor in real life. Like my uh, partner is like, oh, we're just gonna fold this ticket stub in two and just keep walking through the movie cinema when movies were open. I'm like, no, I can't do it. We'll just, I don't, he's like, it's fine, it's a return one anyway. And you know what, we, we walked out halfway because of the baby last time and don't even bother about it. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Yep. I'm the worst. You're not trying. alone. You're not alone at all. I, I've been saying this for years. Uh, actors are good at acting in things. Yeah. Actors suck at being themselves. That's why or... work shows are so painful. That's why it's like the award for best supporting <laughs> thing goes to. But you put, give us a script and we're amazing. And it's why I love my parents. One day, I love you, mom, if you're watching. My mom said to me, you're so funny. Why don't you do stand-up comedy? And I'm like, well, I don't really write comedy at the time i don't really write comedy i'm more like give me a script and i can do it she's like well why don't you have somebody write you jokes and then you can get up in front of people and say them and i said thus my acting career mother <laughs> like exactly. that's literally what i do side note i'm so sorry two things one is that a hoverboard behind you yes i'm so jealous and number two the reason I know that our careers have always been wildly different is you have an FHM cover behind you. Oh, you're my. on. That's Whereas, when I had a six pack. Yeah, well, when I was on <laughs> SGU, they would be sending Elise and Elena off to do FHM and Maxim, and I was doing electronic gaming monthly. Electro, wow. <laughs> That's what, like, no one wanted me to be posing sexy. They're like, they didn't talk want, about yeah. video games. Well, now you do, I've seen your sexy Instagram post. Don't you start? You've got some but, very uh, saucy photos on that. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> it's never felt inappropriate looking at them at Starbucks. <laughs> What's really funny is my <laughs> nephew just started texting today. He just started texting me for the first time today because he's so yeah. little. How and um, I'm like, now I'm scared that he's going to like look at my Instagram and Twitter and stuff. <laughs> freaked out. How old is he? Uh, God, what is he, seven now? I'm wow. How many nephews have you got? I have two. Uh, oh. They're two years apart. All of a sudden, I'm blanking on their age. I believe it's seven and five. Could be six and four. Um, but they're, they're very little, and they live nowhere near here. So oh, sadly, no. I don't get to see them much and since quarantine started. You know, everything's been in yeah back to front land. Hey, speaking of speaking of forgetting bits and pieces, we've got some questions in the room, and Captain Ooh. Calvin wants to know what question up, question to David. What do you do when you forget a line? Go ah! and run. run. No, um, you know, are you talking about like in an audition or filming? Um, he, just, he said, "What do you, uh, question to David? Da, 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 how do you deal with these moments when you forget your line? So I guess it could be in an audition or on set. You know, so I teach and coach actors. Uh, and one of the things I do teach is, is along those lines. Um, because this is going to sound like a long drawn out answer, but usually conversation follows a pattern of someone says, I love you. The response is either I love you too, or I don't love you, or I'm sorry, whatever. So it usually triggers the memory. And if you've been working on the scene long enough, like you should, because it's your job, uh, it usually triggers something like the line. If it doesn't, and you're on set, we both know you go line and you just hold and then script supervisor, whose job it is to take care of us dumb actors, yells the line out and you continue or go back a couple lines. In an audition, you have to stay in character. And one of my favorite videos to make people watch is Aaron Paul's test for Breaking Bad. Oh. In his test, he drops a line. And he does exactly what an actor should do on set. He goes, yeah, because that's the kind of thing you want to do. Line? Yeah, so don't you come, like he just, he just, just stays, stays in it. it. And, and in an audition, like if your sides are below you, 
I say, and I'm giving it out for free now, you build it into your acting. Like you, if you're exasperated, you're like, I can't believe you would do that. Why would you do that? You know, you just look at your sides real fast and then you yeah. kind of up into the scene or you just, there's nothing wrong with reading it. You're like, you talk and you, we, as we talk, sometimes look down and then continue talking. See, oh. that, that's a very different thing for, that I found in um, America c uh, compared to down, down under. Uh, so when we go in to the audition room, usually it's, you know, they know you. So it's like, oh, hey, how you going? How's the dog? How's the missus? How's the blah, 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 whatever? All right, let's have a couple of read-throughs. Uh, okay, well, how do you feel about that? And it's actually wow. like a, pro right? Whereas here, you come in and you try to give them your bio. They're like, no, we don't take bios. You try to shake their hand. No, we don't shake hands. And the camera's already rolling. And they're like, well, what are you waiting for? Kind of things like, Ugh. Or you've met them a hundred times and they go, nice meeting you. You're like, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> and then they go, uh, and then I always was confused because my new agent in, well, when, when, sorry, when I first came to LA was like, oh, you can be on, on book. You don't have to be off book. I'm like, what, do you, what does that mean? And they said, well, you can go in with your script. I was like, that's so trippy to me because when I'm in my character, I feel like I've got to be in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if I have a piece of paper in my hand that draws me back, I get caught in between the two worlds. And then sometimes uh, some notes that I was given in the early days was like, they don't want you. They they don't want a completely polished performance because they've got nothing to work with. I'm like, huh? It was just a whole different procedure to what yeah, we, I've ever known. And yeah. it, as a teacher and as a coach, let alone I'm sure your experiences as well, it's changing in a really weird way where in a self tape, which is kind of how the industry is moving because before COVID, they don't want to bother. Um, and I get that, but now because of COVID, we're really going to be doing self tapes for a long time, if not yeah. permanently, because they're not going to bother bringing people in. They're not going to rent out rooms, all that stuff. Uh, but when you go into room, it's actually better to have your sides because as you said, psychologically, even you look at them and go, oh, this is an audition. When you're not holding your sides, there is this psychological subconscious trigger that says, you're gonna be perfect. You don't even need your sides. Yeah. So having the safety net in front of you kind of clues in that this is a work in progress. Yeah, the yeah. weird thing is self tapes, and I understand the mentality even though I hate it, they don't want you holding it because you had thousands of takes. You sent us your best take. Why are you holding your sides? When the truth is they're giving us the same amount of time for self-tapes that they gave us for regular auditions. Yeah, they do. And there and is also, no difference. Some of the auditions, like the majority of auditions are like bloody, you've had ones that are 15 pages long and you're like, come on. I, I mean, auditioned for, um, I had to tape for the lead of that uh, now Netflix show, You, mm -hmm. uh, that was on Lifetime at first. And I got it, I was at the gym at like noon and they said this tape's due by three. And it was like oh, a four stop. page monologue. And I just had to like rush home, find someone to tape with me, tape it. It's insane. And now with because of COVID, I was actually just talking to a casting director a few days ago. She's like, we're doing self tapes. And then if we like it, we're just going to send that self tape to producers. And if they like it, they're just going to send that tape to network. So your self tape might actually be the only thing that anyone ever sees. Yeah, yeah. So, so it has to kind of be perfect uh... in an annoying way. <laughs> oh man, and and it's 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 a it's a big process. Like, uh, so just to put down a, a self test, like I always go, I want to read the script. If there's a script, can I have, read the full length script? Script. That's the other thing too. Is that quite often, if that you just get one scene, even if yeah. it's a chunky scene or a few scenes, you're like. And these days, you don't even know what you're auditioning for half the time. Exactly, and then the, I've been into one. Was it for like Supergirl or Superman or something, uh, a, a way back, and. Um, 
They'd even change the character's name. So you didn't even really know if you're speaking to a guy, a girl, Superman, the mum, the whatever. And I'm like, can you give me some kind of... Yeah. It, it, uh, so it, you, you need a little bit of background as well. And a little I've bit complained of a little bit. You know, I'm, you, you and I both have been in the industry long enough where you start to you start to make friends with the people that you're competing and, and, and auditioning for. Yes. Well, one of them a years ago, I started kind of complaining to my casting friends saying, you guys got to give us more info. I get that there's NDAs, I get that there's secrets, but not knowing what we're doing or what we're going in for hurts. For example, I auditioned for Lost once, ever. And it was for this new character, one day guest star. And have you ever watched Lost? Uh, way back when. Okay, yeah, it was just like this, of course it was still on the air. Uh, yeah. And in the scene, Jack threatens to beat the crap out of me. And having watched the show, I went, Jack is so chill. If he tries to kill him, I must have really pissed him off. So I better be an asshole. So I decided to play him as a huge dick. I didn't get the job. And then later on when I watched the show, I realized they had swapped the sides around because they didn't want to release the secrets. And it was Locke threatening to kill me. And Locke's an a-hole. All you gotta do is sneeze and he tries to kill you. I would have played <laughs> the role completely differently. It's yes. starting to affect what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Johnny Shelby 444 says, Mr. Blue, there's talk of an epic crossover SG movie bringing SG-1 crew and Atlantis crew on a mission to rescue the crew of Destiny. How would you like Eli to be presented to the rescue team? It's a tricky question. Um, I've, I've kind of, I'm not gonna uh, waste too many people's times with it because I've kind of uh, talked about it in a few interviews, but like you, when we were towards the end of filming season two, I went up to one of the creators and said, hey, what are we doing next year? And he told me, and then we got canceled. So I've been one of the few people who knew at least what they were planning. And I've always been very careful about uh, weighing in on other stuff because I know what they were gonna do a little bit. I liked what they were going to do. And just in case it ever does come back someday, I don't wanna ruin it by talking about it. You know, and people go like, what if this happens? And I'm like, no, it's not. You can't because you go like, Ooh. That's yeah, how that's people, have, people have said, oh, I've, I've written a Farscape script. Can I, can you read it? And I was like, I, no, because well, you're not meant to read it because you never know if they use one of those ideas that happens to be randomly an idea that they use anyway. You could get in trouble for using someone else's idea. I'm like, no, I don't want to know. And you, as you say, you yeah. don't want to jinx it. I got asked <gasps> to be in a, I mean, look, I love, I love that people still think about what's going to happen. I love that people still try to figure out the next step and all that. I won't weigh in on it, but people have even asked me, will you be in my fan film? And I'm like, I can't because first of all, it's not my character legally. But secondly, I'm not going to give credence to anything. Time that for cheese and broke. carbs. That isn't, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not over there. Uh, that isn't, uh, <laughs> that isn't canon, you know? Um, so it kind of gets a little, a little bit more complicated in that way, but at the same time, I love it. And in fact, that's why, to cut, cut everybody off at the past, that's why I do love the way the show ended because it left it in the fans' hands where they can decide yeah. what happens next, you know, yeah. for now. <laughs> uh, so did you, uh, is Witcher a game that you play? For the past, I just started playing a couple weeks ago and it's, I think I play like every Saturday, sometimes other days. Why, do you do play you, it? Do you, do you watch the series as well? Oh, I watched the entire thing when it first aired, yeah. What do you think? I like it. It's good for Legolas porn. Um, 
I enjoyed the show. Uh, I didn't ever read the books or play the games until I had seen the show. Yeah. So I kind of was going into it completely. I can hear you. I can't. There she is. She's coming back. She's coming back. What happened? Uh, I didn't see your video, though. You can see me, but I can't see you. Fierce, what did you do? Um, that's so weird. Uh, oh, now it's just my face. Yeah, I, yeah, I can. Yeah, mine, mine is fine. Oh, there you go. I don't, I don't Creepy. think it was, did your, that's really weird. It must be a Twitch thing. That was really strange. That was weird back. because my Twitch was still going, but my Zoom so was didn't. What? I, you know, it's tough because we're dealing with, those of you who don't know, we're dealing with uh, fires and heat and power outages and internet outages. So you never know what you're gonna get with Twitch you anymore. Just, you just don't really know. Uh, well, I was going to say, no, my video games are Mario, uh, nice. Donkey Kong, nice. uh, Sonic, old school. Like I've been- Okay, so like I've Sega Genesis shit. Old school. Oh, and, and do you remember Dark Castle? It was like when I was 10. Dark Castle? I don't think maybe so. What is that about? Maybe you weren't even born. <laughs> it sure, was what you, you played it on the apple and it was like an up arrow and a down arrow and a side you know that was it and your mouse and there were like birds that you would hit with rocks and you went through a castle and you swung on things like it was as basic as you could get but i was thinking maybe because i still haven't played games on twitch i haven't figured out like my i've just been into chat mode so I you can play about, those games you know can I play Dark Castle, do you think? There is an, well, I mean, you gotta get the game, but there is actually a retro game channel on Twitch. And Ooh. by the way, there's a game that I loved called Starflight that I've played a few times. Nobody wants me to. Every time they ask me to play other games, but I love this old school game that I played as a kid. And just so you know, I was used to Atari, which is a joystick yes. and one button. Yes. <laughs> just we a have single button. When we moved into it, because we moved from a studio into uh, an actual house with rooms, and for the first almost like three weeks, all we had was a Robocop arcade machine Yo, and oh a mattress God. on the floor because, and, the, and like the plumber would come around, the landlord would come around, you know, people come around to do, and they're like, are you guys intending to m move anything else? We're like, why would we? We've got everything yeah. we would ever need. <laughs> yeah, I'm the youngest of three boys, so it was a lot of video games and stuff when they would play with me because I'm the youngest. <laughs> hey, tell me what it's like working with MacGyver because my dog's name is MacGyver. <gasps> Seriously? Yes. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, he was great. My favorite meet cute story is when I got cast. We were one of my first scenes was with him, and he got into the van to go to set, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Richard," and I'm like, "Yeah." Like, are you really introducing yourself? Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> like, everybody knows. But that's how nice and cool he's, he always is. He was just, he loved the show. He loved the idea of being on it and doing something different. I mean, that's the thing that we were all a little bit worried about when we started that turned out great. Everybody 
almost everybody from the previous incarnations not only supported us but wanted to come on the show and I've become friends with Ben, uh, Jewel, you know, Robert yes. Picardo, like everybody, RDA, uh, Chris Judge, everybody has just been so cool. It's like you said with the nerd world, with the actor nerd world, it's like a big family and everyone's so cool. I freaked out more when I did an episode of Rizzolian Isles and uh, Bruce McGill came up next to me, who was also on MacGyver. Uh, he was the, what's his name, Pete? He played Pete on MacGyver. Because yeah. um, I love him from Time Cop. And when he walked up, I was <laughs> losing my shit. I was freaking out. <gasps> oh. No, because I used to... Um, was he Pete? So you know when you uh, practice your lines? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you do it when you're exercising, when you're walking, or when you're running? Or you, do you, cause I oh, always all over would the do it, Okay, so you get a script or whatever, or if you're on a show. So I would do it when I'm walking the dog. Or I used to... My ex was a world champion mountain unicyclist, as you do. And so he taught me how to unicycle. So when I was trying to get fit and I couldn't afford gym classes, I would unicycle with my dog MacGyver and I would be learning my lines or going over my lines. And then I didn't realize how ridiculous it looks from the outside. So there's a girl that's unicycling with a dog, you know, and, and muttering to herself. And then the dog gets loose and runs into a bush. And then I'm like, MacGyver, MacGyver. So they're like this MacGyver unicycling fan that talks to herself. Unicycling? Like, like yes. unicycling. Yes, one wheel. Like very good. I was okay. I was gonna say once you're on a unicycle, you're fine. Everybody's already done the judgment they're gonna do. You're good. Yeah, 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 like, you're any, good. There's nothing beyond that. That's it. And then they you go, set yourself on fire. They're like, well, she was already on a unicycle. But you know, back in the day, and I'm sad we don't really have this anymore, except with AirPods. That's why I loved my little Bluetooth because you can run lines as long as you're wearing a Bluetooth. People just think you're on the phone. Yes. Uh, so let me see. How much were you allowed to ad lib, and how much ad like were did you guys do? Did you make up all those references, like when you listed your top movies on the <laughs> desert island? Were they your movies, or were they Eli's movies? Um, you know, it's tough. I'm not really one to ad lib unless they tell me it's cool. Uh, and on SGU specifically, it was such a new experience for me that I I didn't really try at first. They wrote Eli as this. Uh, media loving dude so at first the references were all in the script with that episode time because I'm that big of a nerd I remember uh, Robert Cooper who wrote it actually came up to me and said what are your top five desert island movies I, I, but I said mine or Eli's and he said what's the difference and I said mine are blah 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 I'm like Eli's are blah 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 and so he wrote that as Eli's but the best thing about that and I have to brag about it he came up to me before we filmed and said, Eli is gonna shoot a gun in this episode. And I was like, yes, here we go, yes. And he said, ah, actually the camera guy is gonna shoot a gun from your point of view. And I said, um, can I shoot it? And they gave me, he said, I'll give you one take. And they let me wear the rig that was the camera. Wow. And they liked it. So everything from Eli's point of view, I was actually doing the camera work during it and he actually let me write the scene the dialogue for the deathbed thing with chloe that was also oh. my writing as well oh my gosh um, that's huge it was awesome especially where i was at in my career and then going forward i would very selectively ask there was really only one or two other places where i would add a reference like in season two i always viewed eli as last starfighter so i said can i please 
say something about Last Starfighter in an Gosh. episode and, and they gave me the heads up. But other than that, I kind of did what they wanted. How about you? Did you improv a lot? As much as I, I oh, uh, like. <laughs> we, Farscape was wild. It was a lot of off book stuff. Uh, really? like, uh, and then, so so, uh, so they, it, they never told me to do any movements. I'd never seen the show before I auditioned for it because it wasn't on Australian television, but I just knew it was a Jim Henson show. And I knew, ooh, I knew it was a Jim Henson show and I, you know, Dark Crystal and the Labyrinth, and they have creatures. They're, they're unbelievably yeah. believable creatures. You don't Still just go, me go in there, right? So I knew that, that it had to be on that level, but it was weird because if you act like that when you look like a human, so when I went into the audition, I said, how do you want me to show that she's an alien? And the director at the time goes, I just want to see if you can act. And I was like, but that's all part of it, you know? So... Uh, all the movements I came up with myself and then when there was like eight different rounds of auditions and I figured out that she was an actual you know painted up to be a creature as well originally she was meant to be a totally different design and the yeah and the makeup uh, supervisor saw my audition tape and she went oh no that look won't look on that, that it won't look right on that girl's face let me come up with something else so from the audition tape they designed Chiana and I was like oh my gosh that's so cool mm. and Leslie Vanderbilt then she's won Oscars for Mad Max she was like the top makeup artist in Australia she has an amazing crew that works with her in conjunction with the Jim Henson Creature Shop as well it was very very cool uh, but then I went from Farscape being as like le- they let you do you know as much as you wanted to a very very already successful show the lead girl had left and they needed a a girl to fill the main role was a girl and a guy for the main role so I went to that and if you had a full stop in the wrong way or a a, any a comma in the if they'd stop the take and I was like whoa and it was it was such a weird thing because you I'd gotten so used to you know organically coming up with my my character so that was a very interesting so i've worked on both ends yeah it's such a weird mind f uh when i don't know if you curse on your stream i didn't want to assume uh it's such a okay cool uh because different sets act differently like i remember i was doing a kid's show long time ago not the one i just did and uh and one of the other people i was just guest starring and all of a sudden a series regular came up to me and said try it like this and i'm like the hell just happened it's gonna note i was like oh my god another actor yeah uh, one of the leads and then they came up to me later and said oh my god i'm so sorry you're new here this is how we work we all just kind of throw stuff out i'm like oh okay i thought i did something wrong whereas sometimes you go to set and it's like word perfect gotta be good to go other ones they're like do whatever you want other ones you'll do a rehearsal other ones you show up and you just got to do your take and you don't even have your co-star there it's just such a wild west experience that you don't really know what you're walking into until you show up yeah um like even on sgu we didn't have table reads the entire second season Whoa. We, just, we would just show up to set ready to go and it was just so weird uh it's just such a weird thing because i come from improv like i think you probably do too i come from improv but I really don't do a lot of work that they let me do that. It's mostly show up, do your thing and go, yeah. you know? So I tend to, I default to pitching. I don't want to assume I'll say, hey, can I do this? And 99% of the time they're like, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh Man, it's a, it's a funny thing. I've had directors, like I love those directors that talk in your ear, like right before you go. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you remember this happened and that happened and then now you're really pissed off and da, 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 and they just rev you up. I love working like that. And they just let you, you know, experiment and off you go. Then there's other directors that will go, okay, on this line, I want you to move. I want you to be on this mark and then turn around and to da, 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 on that line. And then, and it's so, I drop lines left, right and center because you're so busy trying to concentrate on their moves as opposed to what would organically come from your, but obviously, yeah, you know, we're not the be all to end all. We're telling a bigger picture. There's, it's a bigger picture. We're just a little teeny tiny part of this big, beautiful story that's being told. So I get... I get the different techniques, but it definitely... But it's so weird, though, because you don't know what you're getting until you show up. Like, you'll have the director that's the actor's director that wants to talk to you about the process and what you're going through in this, or then you have the DP director who you don't even see, who just, like, they're like, cut, rolling. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? Oh, okay. And you just go again, and you're like, what? Am I guess I'm doing good stuff? I don't even know. You just kind of, you're so... It's a weird thing to be an actor, because especially in TV film, because you have to be self-sufficient and also malleable to take any direction. Um, I have a question. When they changed the makeup of the character, did that change how you played the character? So they so originally the there was a design that I that I actually even didn't even see until oh. a fan brought it up as and Tiana's original design work. They actually made the they made like a not a trading card but like a little small poster kind of thing of the original look of Tiana. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then I spoke to them about it, and they went, yeah, because originally this was your meant to be your look, but it didn't work. So Leslie designed it off your face, and I was like, this is extraordinary. Uh, but when I uh, we got to wear lots of different prosthetics and lots of different makeups throughout the show and always it's such a big it's like you know i like from a theater background as well like shoes shoes will be a big in to my character so if i find the right shoes uh, there's something that comes i don't know i don't I, it's the characters are us yes but then they're also nothing to do with us because they're they're created from our imaginings as well but i always find shoes a big part of a big part of what helps me find the character. Uh, someone was asking, asking me in a chat not long ago, what you do lots of different accents. Is that true? Me? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, Come I do on, a lot. Then. <laughs> you got, I do what's a, a lot ever since theater training, but then also because of voiceover, I do so many. I, the, I, I tend to get a lot of British, different regional British auditions um, all over the place. God, do you? Talk. I like Cockney and I like like Lancashire. Like I like that really, really corner, you know, like, like that. I love that going into that. Land. That was the hardest one for me. I had an audition like um, seven years ago. Here's a Claudia Black story. Um, like seven years ago, I had an audition for some movie, some horror movie where they wanted my character to be like this British countryside owner of a shop. And I'm like, okay, I do RP, I do Cockney, I do Liverpudlian. What is, what is British countryside? So first I asked Claudia, I texted Claudia and I forgot, I forgot what she said, but then I think I texted Rebecca Mater. One of the two of them said, oh, he's a little pikey. And I went, cool. And then I had to Google like snatch. that. I didn't know what that even meant. So I had to Google it. And then I realized and started working on it. And now that's one of my favorite British ones to do is that sort of like, believe it or not, I was actually trying not to scare you. Like it's that sort of like mixture of not Bit up or mishmash. not lower. Yeah, I love that accent. It's so much fun. Hey, Monkey Bum wants to know how much fun <laughs> did you have doing the Kino Diaries? Oh, they were a blast. Uh, I don't know if you know about these, but essentially they were like bonus content where they decided they wanted to provide a web series, as it were, from Eli's point of view or from the Kino's point of view. 
And so it was almost like second unit. They'd be filming the show and go, David, we need you today to do all of the Kino Diaries. And you just go shoot these little shorts with a great crew. And that's where I got to improv and play a little bit more. That's cool. Because it was like me and the camera, you know, versus the whole crew and cast waiting on you. Um, that was a lot of fun. And originally the intention was for them to be a lot more of them. They wanted to do, like in the show, you'd watch people walking down in a, a hallway and someone would trip. And they'd be like, what the hell was that? And then the show would continue. But then in a Kino diary, you That's would see cool. that somebody was putting a string there and playing a prank, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it never really happened, unfortunately. Was there a all-out prankster on set or were you all working so hard that there wasn't time for it? No, I'm sure it's like you've experienced too. The more serious the show, the more jokey everyone is off camera. <laughs> so we were, we were constantly laughing, singing, dancing. We were having dance parties left and right. Um, I know that Louie Ferreira played a lot of pranks, especially on Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle did one or two on Louie. I didn't do a lot, um, I don't think. There were a few like random wigs passed around set or mannequins that would enter a scene instead of the person. I, if I remember <laughs> correctly, I think Louie covered Robert Carlyle's trailer in something. Like he just covered it in pictures of some sort. Like he was the big prankster on he set. He was the big sure. the prankster of all, all time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, how about, uh, how about you guys on Farscape? Please tell me Claudia had a- No, she oh. was straighty 180. Um, oh. Dargo, Anthony Simcoe, the guy with all the tentacles, he was, because I think that was his technique of dealing with how much he had to, you know, put up with during the day, because I, I, I don't know if you've ever done the prosthetic side of things, but it, it's- and it, not, not in TV film. I worked at a year-round haunted house for a while, and I had to wear a lot of prosthetics, but that wasn't the same. Yeah, and it's like you, a couple of times that I worked with them, they um, they covered my ears so you can't really hear, and then they put a robotic eye in my in my forehead so you could all you could hear is zzz, zzz, like echoing through you, and I'm like, where the hell is that noise? Your name? And they stink, and you know it's up your nose and in your ears, and the whole it was just nasty. So I think that that was his technique just to deal with it, which is kind of funny because then we were paired up as sort of love interests for each other, and I'm. I, I muck around and have fun and stuff, but because I'm kind of more method than I just, I sit, you know, quietly in the side with my headphones on, he would have none of that. None of that. It was mm. many, many jokes to be had. So we we, we made a very, it's a tough. Very fun. You know, like uh, the, the spacesuits we wore in the show, season one, they had no ventilation really. They were insanely oh. hot. And I think we were filming in the middle of summer. So I wasn't in that episode or I didn't have to wear them in an episode. The people in them almost passed out because it was so hot and they couldn't breathe. So by the time season two that I had to wear it, they had installed an internal air conditioning fan unit and bought anti-gravity, zero-gravity chairs that you would just lay in between shots. And That's they'd be amazing. like, go, lay down, lay down. And I'm laying here, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like, I didn't in any way mind it. So it, it's tough. It's kind of like with sex scenes, follow me on this. People who don't work in TV, film, or theater go, oh, sex scenes must be so like sexy and fun. Nothing so about weird. it is sexy so and fun. Weird. And there's it's all these you, random people watching, waiting for yeah, lunch. It's you, a, a relative stranger who probably just ate a garlic hand roll. Um, you're laying close proximity, wearing weird things so you don't offend anybody. 50 people who all smell like lunch are watching you and no one cares. No. And then there's lights and sounds and things dropping. There's nothing sexy about it. It's so awkward, isn't it? And because the character that I played on Farscape in particular was very saucy, 
Mm. There was times when I, at, at the end of the day, and the makeup's this thick, and you've been wearing it all day, and it's so crusty, and they've just reapplied, reapplied in 16 hour days, you know, and you just, oh, it was just, and there were literally, literally scenes where I'd go up to three different extras and go, oh, hello, my name's Gigi. I'm going to need to sit on your lap and do this movement and then I'll be <laughs> moving over to you and making out with you and then I'll be grinding and you're like, what am I even, what are we working on here? <laughs> yeah, it's such a, I remember I did a, a movie with Chris Quine and Thora Birch called The Competition and we have a bachelor party in the movie and one of the strippers was a friend of mine and oh. she showed up and she's like, I got to dance on you in this scene. I'm like, this isn't going to be awkward at all. We're just talking and it's like action. <laughs> it was so weird. It's such and a like, strange career. Yeah, throwing dollars. You know, it's it's such a weird career that we're in. It's very uh. trippy. Uh, so Sudi wants to know for a comedic story, ask about honor honor for meet you. Oh God, you suck, Sudi. I just told the story <laughs> the other day. Um, we were talking about bad auditions, I think, bad audition stories. I had an audition for a director that I love, Rob oh. Reiner. And um, I won't go into the long detail of the story, but I wasn't expecting him to be there. He was. It was a callback for a supporting role in a movie with Woody Harrelson. <gasps> and it, And I love Rob Reiner. I love Princess Bride. Oh. I love him as an actor. Sweet this in Seattle. I love all of it. So when I went in to play this role, I was so nervous. So nervous. I went in. We barely spoke. He's like, whenever you're ready. I, oh, I, I did one other misstep. Um, he said, David Blue, is that your real name? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, you know, there was a singer named David Blue. And I said, yeah, I do. Because the first time I ever Googled myself, I found his eulogy and it scared me. <laughs> and he went, he was a friend of mine. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, cool. And then I do the scene. I do it once. And he, he looks at the casting director and says, that was great. That was great. I don't think we need anything else. And I looked him dead in the eye and said, honor for meet you. And he just kind of froze and looked at me and said, yeah, you too. Oh, no. And I just drove home the whole time like, what just happened? What just happened? No. <laughs> okay, I got one. Yes. I got one for you. This is one of those moments. So I went in to meet an agent and it's quite daunting. You know, they you come into town and... And a lot of the time they wanted me to have my American accent and I think I should have just been me, you know, because already you're going in with nerves. Yeah. And um, it was a decent size agency and I felt pretty confident with how the meeting went. And then I wrote uh, her an email later on in the day, you know, to follow up for, I think I sent sent my reel or the latest thing I'd worked on, whatever. And I said, and you know when you send an email and you read it 50 times before you send it, you're like, how are you doing? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. One mm -hmm. more time. You know, to make sure it's perfect. Spell checked it. Whatever. Uh, I even sent it to myself to make sure the attachments worked and played correctly before I sent it on. And then I send it on and then I'll go, oh, just give it one more read. Why? I don't know. And it goes, hey, Toadie. <laughs> I was meant to say, hey, today. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, Toadie? what the hell i had read that 50 times and it said quite clearly hey today yep. yeah i i'm like the king by the way we should hang out more because i'm the king of swallowing my own foot Same. it's sure. so bad it's so bad. and then you're like do you follow it up like a ha ha then you just let it go hopefully they didn't you send another one that those, those, <laughs> it's like oh just i have a um i have a screen cap still that i've been holding on to for a while louis ferreira once 
wanted to get dim sum. And so he texted all of us, like, do you want to go get dim sum? But he, his autocorrect kept changing the word. And I get this first text. Oh God, it still makes me laugh. I get a text that goes, hey, dum-dum? I go, what? <laughs> and he's like, dim-dum. Dumbling. <laughs> Fuck it. Forget it. <laughs> like, dumb you dumb? see him dumb getting dumb? more upset the more it kept changing it. It was so funny. It's very frustrating. That's not what we meant. So bad. And it, it always seems to be. With, uh, I was going through a breakup and I was like, you oh, know, no. I really wanted to like send the right email to like fix things. And so I, I typed up a draft and I read it through like 20 times. And I even put like a perfect little JPEG in it. I'm like, there's gonna be this picture and it's gonna make them laugh. It's perfect. And I reread it and I'm like, oh, no. so I closed my computer. In the morning I opened it up, I'm like, it looks good. And I hit send and realized because I had closed my computer and opened it back up, there was no JPEG. There was just a little thing saying missing picture. And I'm like, no, my perfect email. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, that would drive me absolutely bonkers. Uh, and it's so stupid. It like, uh, okay, question about when you're on set and you're looking at the Stargate and it fires up, how cool is that? What do you what do you actually see? Obviously, there's a green screen in the middle of it. Um, it depends. Uh, it depends what we were doing. It, it was really cool for me because I had watched all the previous Stargate series before ever getting cast. So every part of it was cool. Um, even just you were a big fan uh, before, right? I mean, to be fair, I wasn't. I was a huge Star Trek fan. I watched oh. all of Stargate and enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say that like I ever dressed up or anything. I just had seen them all. I watch everything. Uh, so when we first walked on set and saw it, it was insane because it was a practical effect. The The gate was two stories tall, spun, lit up, and blew wow. smoke when it locked into, into a place. So it depends what the shot was. If it was the, the, the event horizon just going, there was actually a digital screen that they could put anything they wanted on. And I actually have a really great video, if I can ever find it for behind the scenes, they put a pug up licking it. So we have this great video of the the, S, the Stargate gate <laughs> and this giant pug just going. It was amazing. But sometimes they would do a green screen. Sometimes it'd be completely empty. Sometimes we'd have that digital panel. It really, really depended, you know? So, uh, and now we were talking before we went live and you're telling me about a new little project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can tell you a little bit. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. I want to hear your American accent. Um, so I am one of the creators, producers, writers of a new pilot that we're we were trying to sell, and then we decided to make the pilot ourselves, and then we're going to try to use that to pitch. But what we may do is just put it up for people to watch. So I don't know exact dates yet, but it could be in the next couple of weeks, next few weeks, that hopefully for it to go up. It has a lot of people that people watching probably enjoy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was well-timed. Um, right? um, it has a lot of actors people like. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. It is a pilot, but I think it could go somewhere. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I spent a lot of time, those of the people who have been following me on Twitch for a while know how tired I've been lately because we spent a lot of time writing, producing, and making it. It's a completely 100% COVID-safe, contact-free pilot that we shot with a pretty big cast. Boy, we kind of had to develop how to do that. Like we pitched it to a big studio and one of the best compliments ever, they said, the entire industry is trying to figure out how to film during this time and you guys figured it out. Ooh. So 
we're trying to get it out there. Um, but I'm also a perfectionist and want to make sure it's ready. <laughs> I did my I did my test today. That was the first time I've I've tested because uh, the music video that we're shooting the cinematographer said okay now everyone needs to come you know tested and no one's allowed on set obviously and um, until we've seen that everyone's safe and I was like oh this is getting scary oh this is weird so I sent away you can actually there's a, a place in Santa Barbara that because uh, my friend uh, just did a, a film production and he said oh we might have some spare ones because we had to do the little pinprick test on everyone mm-hmm. and I was like that sounds better than something going up to your brain hole you know yeah and um the uh, and he said yeah it's a lot easier so i did that little thing today and i'm okay I'm nice gonna congratulations I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live. um yeah it's weird i i had both the swab and the blood test like two weeks ago and i must prefer the blood test it felt right? like somebody was trying to clean the back of my retina how far so let's oh, talk about it's that. It's not even the how far that's the problem. Because I've had colonoscopies, endoscopies, bronchoscopies. I've had those all before when they knock you out. The Ooh. problem is they put it up there for 10 seconds and spin it. Ooh. So it's not so much that it's there. that It's that it stays there and they move it. And it starts to be like, are you trying to kill me? Are you trying oh. to kill me? But and I mean, especially when you're on set now, they want to, uh, I think SAG rules say you have to be tested three times a week, thankfully, but that's three swabs a week. Oh, can you not do the, the, the pin prick instead? Isn't a blood test more thorough? Oh. I don't know. I mean, I know the blood test for sure checks for antibodies. I don't know if it's exactly the same. I don't know. Clearly, I'm not educated <sighs> on that. But wouldn't you think for something that's so contagious, could they not just get it a little bit easier rather than getting right up there? <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand the thermometer of it all. Like, I went to something recently. Um, I didn't go to something. I had to go somewhere, and there was a person taking uh, temperature. Oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem right to me because you could fake that easily. But what bothered me is they, they did the temperature thing and then went, you're good to go. And I'm like, what? You just took your mask off. Like, what the hell is the point of that? Oh, you're frozen. I'm back. Are you back? Oh, I, I just yes. Did you hear anything I said? What's going on, Internet? Oh, what is it's a glitch in the matrix it is hey um, sorry tell everybody by the way because there's probably some people on my side who may not know about your music video oh so it's it's so when the world went inside out and back to front i'm a new mum. i've got a little girl and just so you know the geekdom runs very deep in our family her first yes. name is sky middle name walker oh uh, my so, god seriously yes so That's she, awesome. She can choose to be a geek or not. I actually was fighting for her full name to be Skywalker, and even my guy was like, calm down. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I'm a bit of a hippy-dippy as well, so I'm all about walking through the stars and the sky. and So I gravitate towards that. I mean, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a hardcore Star Wars fanatic. But you'd think so. Now, if you looked around this house, we have lightsabers. We have all this. This is this is pretty much just everything we had in the house. Nothing was bought extra because we just collect things through all the different Comic Cons. Uh, now, I want to ask, what was your first Comic Con that you went to? Oh, no, you're frozen again. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can't hear you. Go. I had always wanted to check out Comic-Con as a nerd, and 
then when we premiered the show, they're like, here you go, we're gonna put you up, we're going to, you're gonna do press, you're gonna be doing a, a thing in Hall H. It was like the perfect first Comic-Con because I got to see the front and the behind the scenes at the same time and I had so much fun, I had a blast. How about you? Uh, my first ever Comic-Con? Hmm? Oh, I feel like it might've been San Diego Comic-Con. I feel like, and this is years and years ago. And I arrived and I was so jet lagged. And that was when they put us up right opposite. I think, is it the Hilton? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can see the, and I was like, what is that, a train station? So I wandered over in my tracky dacks and stuff and it was kind of busy, you know, but it's not as busy as what it is today. What it, what it was, you know, what it's grown to be. And there was all sorts of creatures and critters and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this life? And that, I th- I'm pretty sure that was my first one. And then since then, I've been pretty, I've gone to that one as much as I possibly can. My all-time favorite uh, is Dragon Con, just because yeah. it's, it's such a beast, you know? And it's you know, the four or five days of nonstop panels, nonstop cosplay, nonstop. And slowly over the years, I've managed to, you know, uh, meet the organizers and stuff. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind hosting this and I could could also do this. And, oh, you know, my partner drives, you know, rides a 12-foot unicycle. He could do the parade. And then now could we premiere this music video? And they're so lovely. They're just, mm-hmm. it's like, as we were talking about before, it's like one huge family. And it was very, very, uh, it was amazing because they took it virtual, virtual this year, but it was very sad as well. Because oh, you did it. That's right. I remember you posting about it. Like, yes. did they have a lot of panels and stuff or what? I believe so. So they did stuff on Facebook Live and then they have Dragon Con TV and there was a lot. And it's it's a new beast. But the thing about Comic Cons, you know, that makes it so special is that we actually get to meet everyone yep. in the flesh. So it kind of takes that element out of it. But then they added on different things like meet and greets that... Uh, you don't get at a normal Comic Con because it was just one-on-one. You can keep the recording. You know, it was like a oh, couple nice. of minutes of proper chatting and stuff. So they're doing the, their best to keep it alive with all the fun stuff going going on at the moment. It's but, so uh, tough because I, I, like you, I love Dragon Con. I actually, you know, had never really been to a lot of these other conventions until after uh, I was on SGU. I love going to smaller cons and all over the, the globe and meeting people and, and like seeing different cultures and having fun. And what I love about Dragon Con is as much as I love San Diego Comic Con, Dragon Con is kind of what San Diego Comic Con used to be. Yeah. Where it's by the fans, for the fans, with the fans. It feels like one big weekend party. And I always have fun there. I always drink too much. Um, but it, I don't know. Like you said, it's more it feels more pure. You know, I still love San Diego Comic-Con, even though I haven't really been in a little while. But yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it. I forgot. Uh, sorry, I got distracted with the talk of Skywalker. But the music video that we, oh, we yes. were ch- chatting about is we're shooting it September the 16th. It's all underwater. And it's been quite an uh, intense uh, process to, to... I'm learning how to hold my breath longer. I'm learning how to really surrender to the water like it's a it's a whole different world under there and there's something quite magical about it so it was funny we did the like a makeup test uh, today and we did the um 
underwater test because uh, there's a few different elements that we're working with last week and I'd storyboarded because I'm a fanatic like I said when I get into something I'm like okay I want to you know and it looked like a murder mur- something murder scene that I'd pieced together on two bits of blue cardboard kind of thing Nice. And he goes, I said, oh, maybe we could start here and then I could do like an arrow, like a, um, a dolphin flip thing here. And then if you get a close-up of the white shirt, and he, I just saw his face like, what? <laughs> so he's like, the, the, the trick to being underwater is letting the water move you. And I was like, oh, it is like learning a new language. So I've been practicing my breath holds and stuff and and uh, the, the, both the tests went very well. So I'm very excited and like you, I've been trying to, not trying to, I've been focusing on the positive side of this interesting time in making beautiful stories and helping us stay connected with each other and sharing lots of positivity because there's a large amount of fear out there that doesn't help anyone. Uh, So we may as well keep putting out the good energy and the good vibes and, and, uh, you know, the Twitch channel has been a saviour for me for sure because it's given me a purpose and a place mm-hmm. to be and a beautiful tribe to hang out with so it's been very very special in this in this time for us all to connect and yeah. i can't wait to be in the flesh again and giving everyone lots of cuddles it's so weird because you know i've it actually happened the other day so a friend of mine adam shapiro who's an actor whose uh, wife katie was on uh, scandal she played uh, quinn on on scandal he started this pretzel pop-up where he hand makes pretzels and it's in Studio City, and you can just pre-order on their website a bag of soft pretzels that they will make and just pick them up or they'll drop them in your car. You should go check it out. I went and picked it out a couple of days ago and he's like, you gotta come inside and we'll socially distance and you can see our ovens and stuff. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I go in and I'm looking around and I saw it and it was all cool and he handed me my pretzels and then I fist bumped him. I was just so, it had been so long since I had seen another human being or touched another human being. I didn't even think about it. I was like, thanks brother. And we fist bumped. And then on the drive home, I'm like, what did I just do? Like literally socially distant, stay away from people. I'm so, I'm so without human contact because I don't have any pets. I'm completely by myself. Like that because of Twitch, it almost doesn't feel like I'm completely alone. Yeah. But the same time I'm so without human contact that my body is like craving it. Even when I went and got my blood test for COVID, the nurse sat down next to me and my first thought was, what are you doing? And I moved away from her because she's like, I'm literally, you came here for me to do this. I was like, oh shoot, sorry, yeah, go ahead. And then when she touched my arm, I realized it was the first time that someone had touched my arm in months. Oh, stop. It was such a weird thing. It was such a weird feeling. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's unprecedented. A friend of mine texted me today and was freaking out, spiraling. And I told her, I'm like, whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, it's valid. We are living through a crazy time that no one has for generations, if at all. Nothing makes sense. Whether you're depressed, anxious, tired, hyper, busy, bored. If you can't respond to a text today, if you have to respond to all your texts, all of that makes sense, yeah. you know, do what you have to do. Don't be an asshole, but do what you have to do to survive because we are going through a weird time, yeah. you know? And Twitch yeah. has been, like you said, fantastic. I mean, I'm so glad I joined this wonderful community that's welcomed me with open Whee! arms. Thank you, Monkey Bone. Uh, oh, <laughs> welcome me with open arms. 
as I've said, I would not have this setup that we are streaming on right now if it wasn't for these people, because I would just had a MacBook before, and now I have a PC with great cam, thanks Fierce, great setup, thanks Sudi and everybody. Um, it's literally, I sometimes look at this and go, I didn't even have this until COVID. This is so weird. And now I know all these other people and you and, you know, I've, I've reconnected with friends that I hadn't spoken to in a while. I have a weekly family Zoom call where before we would go weeks without talking to each other. And it's in a weird way, it's 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 terrible, but also kind of nice when you can reconnect with people and find your tribe a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. So where how often do you how often do you stream? It depends. I've been really busy because of this pilot. I try to do at least four days a week. When I first started, I was doing six or seven. Yeah. Because my crazy. brother got me into it and he's like, <clears throat> pardon me, he said, um, uh, his pitch line to me is like, there are more uninteresting people doing less uninteresting things than what you could could uh, you, you could do. And I was like, what? So am I slightly more interesting or what? Are, yeah. who's the interesting one? In the <laughs> so he said, like, people get on, eat cereal kind of thing. You know, people get on in game, people, whatever. And I was like, so the, when I first, I actually tried when I was very pregnant after we'd just moved into the new house with Sky in my belly. I was about to pop and and it was it just and I was going off my Mac and it was a disaster and it was so glitchy and so tricky and whatever. So when uh, when everything shut down, it was like a good it was a perfect happy accident to come back into the Twitch world. Mm-hmm. And then I I wrangled another monitor from Best Buy curbside pickup. You know, I got nice. the Amazon delivered the microphone, all that kind of stuff. And Jake, my brother, actually remotely set me up from Australia. Uh, you know, over Team Viewer and stuff like that. So, and then uh, of course the guys in the channel have been like, oh, as with as with you, oh, you need this, or oh, add this, or oh, you can get mm-hmm. these points, or oh, now do a raid. I'm like, oh, okay. So it has been a really cool little learning adventure. Yeah, like you and I even kind of alluded to as we were setting up, if you had said to me OBS six months ago, yeah. I would have no idea what you're talking about. And now, like, as we were starting, I was even saying, like, okay, so just make a new scene and do... I even have uh, four or five friends I've gotten started on Twitch now, and they're having me Zoom them to walk them through how to set it up. Whereas before, when I built this computer, built this computer, I had to live stream it and have everybody in my Discord voice chat walk me through what I'm doing. And now yeah. I'm doing that for other people. It's crazy. It's so weird. I had never I, even seen it before. I saw uh, your uh, some past broadcasts, and then you. So you have people come in over Discord while you play a game. Yeah, sometimes because depending on the game, uh, games like Fortnite have audio in the game, so you can just stream that. But then there are games like Fall Guys, which which is a fun game. I highly recommend you try it. It's not that complicated. It's so much fun. Uh, that doesn't really have an audio component. So the only way you can play and hear a friend is by using something like Discord. So it's really simple. They just click on my Discord and we can hear each other. Same thing for World of Warcraft. We just talk through Discord. Uh, so much so, here's a little behind the scenes stuff that I probably shouldn't tell. When we were filming the show that I was talking about, that, that pilot that we made, we needed a way for the production team to have Video Village because we were filming remotely. And we couldn't think of how to do it. And I'm like, wait, I have Discord. So I made a little private channel just for the production crew. And we were like, okay, have them do this again. Tell them to move the camera. It was like little video village was Discord. It was so weird. It's insane. Literally living inside the computer now, aren't we? 
Yeah, I mean, what the? that's something that freaks me out a little bit because I've always been, honestly, I've always been a bit of a germaphobe because I get sick really easily, so I have to be careful. Uh, this stuff, I'm worried. I'm very lonely. I'm a very independent person, but I'm very lonely. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, will I ever feel okay just going outside again after all this? Like, can you imagine? Don't come near me because I'll hug you. Well, I'm, I'm a hugger <laughs> too. Like but can you imagine like first dates? <laughs> Hi, complete and total stranger. I like you. Let's mash our faces against each other. I can't even imagine that with the but pandemic. David, there are worse ways to die, babe. <laughs> On your tombstone, face masher. Face masher. <laughs> Died from French kissing. Uh, You're but amazing. That's a, a weird thing. You know, it's just such a strange thing. Like, even when I was uh, going to the grocery store recently, I looked around and just seeing everybody in masks or... Yeah. Or seeing how how normal it is, because everyone should wear masks and stays distant, please. Sorry, that that's how what I feel, because uh, it's science. But looking around, if you were to go back in time six months and say, you know, everyone's going to be wearing masks and no one's going to touch anything and there's going to be a shortage of toilet paper and soap, you'd be like, get away from me, you crazy homeless person. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You would never believe this. Looking around now, especially here in L.A., where the sky essentially looks like Star Wars reference, this um it it just feels like you're living in a fake timeline like it doesn't yeah. feel like this is a thing that could happen so it, i can't imagine turning that off and going back to anyway you want to go snowboarding like i just can't imagine it it's pretty my my mum my mum is a, a amazing beautiful passionate free spirit so she she calls me up with all the fun stuff all the all the theories uh, and there's times where I'm like, Mom, not yet. I haven't had my coffee. Mom, no, please don't. You're doing my head in. But one of the theories is that we are in the matrix and that things are shifting. And I'm like, Mom, stop right there. Okay, listen. And she goes, people, you should tell that to your sci-fi friends because they'd understand. Because if they like sci-fi, then they would have seen it on Star Trek. I'm like, okay, enough, Mum. <laughs> I always think of, uh, I, I think I mentioned this before, I always think of Star Trek The Next Generation when... In the pilot episode, Encounter at Farpoint, they talk about how humanity is terrible and, and not not worth saving. And they show an example of this futuristic, almost Borg-like human that is warring and drug-addled and terrible. And Picard defends them and says, we needed to reach that point to realize we had to change and turn into what we are now. And there's a part of me, the optimistic part of me, yeah. that looks at the world now and goes, okay, this is the breaking point. This is the moment where we can choose to evolve. It's and time. I hope we do. I oh. hope so, because I also, I don't have kids yet. I do want kids someday. The older I get, the further away that seems to be. But I had the thought the other day of, I, I, I really want kids, I'm not ready yet, but I cannot imagine now, I'm not talking about having kids, I can't imagine now going, let's start a family yeah. with what's going on in the world. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's so hard. Like. I don't know, like, is it harder for you, if you don't mind me asking if it's not too serious of a question, is it harder for you or is it harder for you thinking of your kid? Definitely, I de we, were, we were trying for number two and then life, life took a spiral and we just went, whoa, wait, what is happening with the earth? It's not, right now, it's not, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very unsettling what's happening. So just chill for a bit and let's turn, yeah. this, turn this world around and put, like you say, 
the good energy out there and and make make the best of this craziness because uh, we we need to look after each other more than ever right now and i know when i pop on social media and stuff it's been quite toxic and i was like i can't it's very rare for everybody to be you know at home and only communicating with a phone or an email or a twitch or whatever so what we are seeing right now needs to be positive and needs to be beautiful and we need to move forward in in with a ray of light and then and then hopefully we'll not hopefully then we will make this place a a livable a livable place for it's funny i today when i woke up I, i tried to sleep in and i couldn't so when i woke up i decided i need to make a september 11th post i need to make a post so i i went to go put it up and i started writing the caption and then i as i was writing the caption i realized this is so dark and optimistic at the same time i started realizing how much it applied to now I hear I am saying we went through a horrible time. We thought the world was ending. We thought nothing would save us. And we all banded together and came out the other end and were stronger, different, but stronger for it. And as I was writing it, I'm like, that's exactly what's going on now and what I hope the result is. You know? <laughs> Thanks. Sue. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, like I kind of went, oh my God, this is another one of those moments where we could, I mean, I, no one wants it to happen. But you could come out the other end going, that's when things got better. That's when Independence Day, it took the aliens attacking for all of humanity to form together and become one. So same thing with Star Trek, same thing with whatever. You can come out of adversity better, but you just have to make that choice. And that's what scares me because my old quote that I always fall back to is, I believe in humanity. It's humans that are the problem. (laughs) We got this. (laughs) <laughs> we got this. You know we got this. And I'm all like, dream the life, live the dream, pursue your passion. Hey, we're, and we're, we're, we're all in this together. Namaste. What's funny is I'm kind of the same way. Like, I, I actually moved to L.A. very much an eternal optimist. And L.A. beat the crap out yeah, of me. Yeah, it does and that. I still have it in me. It's just quieter now. But it's yeah. still there. I'm the same as you. I'm like, come on, everybody. Let's hug. You know, very much. Yeah. But... I don't know. It's 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 tough. It's tough. I, I believe in it. And I do think we'll see the end of this. And I have friends who are like, it's going to be a year, two years, three years. No, I think it'll no. be less. I, I think agree. we'll get out of it. Um, I'm hopeful. And in the meantime, I just hope everyone's staying safe, happy and realizing, if you don't mind me saying, you know, after National Suicide Day, a uh, couple prevention day uh, last week. You know, whatever you're going through, it's valid and it's not wrong and you're not alone. Like every single person out there is going through exactly what you're going through. It just doesn't feel like it because you're stuck in your living room, yeah. you know, which is why we're here. <laughs> hey, listen, I got to I got to shake, rattle and roll, but I want to come and hang out with you more because I, I like our chats. So yeah, let's do this, do this again. again because and... I haven't even got through all my notes. I've only got through one page. I know. And you're so and good then... at asking questions that I didn't even really get a chance to ask you my questions. <laughs> so here's here's my pitch. We do this again. Continuation. Yes. And then counter pitch as well. I would also love to get you to play a game with me. Oh, I would love to play games with you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys into that? Okay, cool. Uh, Make sure you follow and sub her. Make sure you follow and sub me. Um, Actually, I might make her do Fall Guys, Johnny, because that's when she would love. It's a silly little game where you just race a bunch of other people. Check out one of my Fall Guys streams. You'll laugh your ass off. All right. Um, This was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Where can everyone find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff? And what days do you stream? Um, 
always check my schedule and my panels. It's best if you follow or sub, um, because for the most part, I try to stay consistent, but I do a lot of surprise streams when I have the time. Uh, the easiest way to find me though, Twitter, it's at David Blue. Instagram, it's at David underscore Blue. Facebook, it's official David Blue. And here on Twitch, it's the number four David Blue, four David Blue. And how about you? I'm Instagram is the Gigi Edgley because someone took Gigi Edgley. So I'm more, ooh, the Gigi Or David Edgley. Blue, yep, same right? thing. Right? <laughs> um, and then Twitter's at Gigi Edgley. Facebook's at Gigi Edgley. It's a, a little cool fan page wearing a, a, a nice little red gown. Uh, nice. And I'm on Twitch uh, 5 p.m. Monday to Friday, usually oh, wow. for about an hour. And then I do Zoom meet and greets and stuff throughout the week as well. So it's lots of fun. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think you and I are both feeling it out, seeing what we want to do, uh, how we want to play this. Mine is, I would say, mostly video games and co-streams with the occasional D&D prep or D&D. I, I, I do custom D&D one shots that are in my panels as well. It's kind of whatever I'm in the mood for and what other people yeah. want to do, you know? And I yeah. think the more I, I realize that it's our television channel, yeah, the I know more it's I funny. It relaxing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you because that's what my bro said. He's like, just do what you love because that's what people are going to connect with. You don't have to focus necessarily. And then ask, ask people, what do they want to see? And I was like, oh, okay. Because Jake, uh, my bro, and I do music on Tuesdays. He chimes in from Australia. So we figured out a way that we can awesome. sync in with each other. And then Monday we do like a Twitch tribe tribute day. So we we vote in the chat room for uh, a member to Zoom in so we mm -hmm. can all ask them questions about their life and stuff. And then we do Fastgate watch parties. And and uh, and then on Thursday, usually our guest day is on Thursday. Uh, but then sometimes it changes. You know, you're like, well, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. This person can only come in at this time. But it's, it's lots of fun and, and I'm very, very happy to connect with you. Thank you for being amazing. Oh, please. Thank you. And I, I, we, we are doing this again whether you want to or not. Mm, promises, <laughs> promises. Uh, have a good night. Thank you. I will say goodbye to everybody in my stream and I'll say goodbye to you first. Thank right. you very, very much. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 There you have it. Mr. Blue, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to race because we have a Zoom meeting that we're late for. Naughty, naughty, naughty. And so that was the amazing David Blue, World of Warcraft, Ugly Betty, Moonlight, Stargate Universe. Uh, we have a million more questions to ask him. So we shall do that uh, on our next adventure. But that was lots of fun. Love you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, for the Zoom meeting, uh, I will see you there. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. If you're interested in hanging out with Zoom uh, so we can all talk face to face, we do it on Tuesday at 6.15 and usually Friday at 6.15. But tonight it will be 6.31. Lots of love, guys. Uh, I'll play you a quick clip to say farewell, farewell. Do, 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 do. That's going to be loud. And he's used pretty much everything on his person. Da, da, da. Here's a little film we did. It's called Hashtag. It's a nice little teaser. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Welcome to your new celebrity franchise. Open the door to the rest of your life. Four, three, two, one, ready, go. Oh, I'm gonna level over you. 
raise your status. If you want to be successful, love what you're doing. Submit. 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 Product flash. No, you are the best friends. You're bringing social media to the next level. Be famous. I wish I was you. The ultimate influencer. The ultimate celebrity. The ultimate you. You will have all the friends you've been dreaming of. Make their choices for them. You have opened the door to the rest of your life. Fame, fame is just a heartbeat away. If you do want to meet us on Zoom now, I'll just show you where you can pick up a ticket because uh, it could be quite fun. Uh, so it's at Eventbrite. Uh, let's have a look here. You can hear my little Skywalker in the back. And uh, here, it was meant to start at 6.15, but we'll push it back for a few minutes, guys. And it, it, we hang out here for about an hour. So uh, here it is here. So you can check it out, check it out, check it out. So this is the little Zoom meet where we're all going to hang out now for an hour where we can see each other face to face. So if you want to pick up a ticket, I'll check my email and send you the link. Uh, this is the link here to pick up a ticket. Uh, another cool little thing that I wanted to show you on my website is I've got my reel there and there's a nice little shop uh, here if you want to pick up some cool fun stuff there's Chiana 10 by 8s and CDs USBs uh, Star Trek Star Trek posters my brother and I play together uh, all around the world uh, so we have music here that we do together there's a contact so you can contact me directly uh, and also on the home page here is the link to up-and-coming uh, conventions and my brother and my uh, website as well which is wonderland.com if you want to check it out but yeah lots and lots of love guys have a beautiful night and i'll see you on zoom bye